0: You're listening to Bits and Pieces on Sunrise Robot. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Edwards from Denver, Colorado, and I'm Matt Duncan out of Gelsenkirchen, Germany. And uh, we thrive on the support of our listeners. So if you want to check out sunriserobot.net/support, you can see some ways you can help us out. So for episode 25, I'm back. Uh, It feels good to be back from my hiatus.
1: You have to tell us all about your crazy stories.
0: Yeah, as as Matt indicated, uh, I was on a McRib hunt around the country, just trying to find where McDonald's had it in stock. And uh, actually, no, I was in Michigan and Ohio uh, visiting some in-laws, Shelby's family. Her sister was having a wedding reception and yeah, it was a vacation for me. Sat on a lake, read some books, played some Final Fantasy VIII. Lions, you're
1: wrong. That game is great. Um, Still have to finish it. Still stuck (laughs) somewhere on CD3. Maybe tonight's the night.
0: (laughs) Tonight!
1: Some shitty club song. Okay. Um. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make a shitty pop song about finishing Final Fantasy VIII once and for all. After starting it 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, Altamecia is waiting. Um she's got all the time in the world. She's compressing it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have some actual music topics today today. Whenever you're listening to it, it turns out this is time shifted by nature. Um so what's what's up with Ratatat? Tell tell the story.
1: Um yeah, I mean, I told a little story last time about um faking a song by Reddit tat more or less, um, or making a song that sounds pretty much like them and uh, this whole copyright notice story with their label. And during the show, I discovered that they were doing an AMA on Reddit and I was prepared. I had my question and my post prepared and um, I was just waiting for them to to announce that there's now uh, the AMA starting. It started 50 minutes earlier. I still discovered it. I was like the fifth person to comment Um I had I had you guys help a little bit out to make it visible, and um, well, there was no response at all, just none, and for, just for me, it still seems like Reddit is just continuing being like inapproachable, so um, I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast, but with Reddit, we once covered a song of theirs um, live, it was Mirando, and uh, we during a gig we covered like 3 songs of um artists in, in in about their size let's say like uh popularity and only one of those three bands actually responded in any way to what we did so um reddit had in my mind already had this inapproachable, uh status and yeah sadly it keeps on going um i don't know i just uh, as i said some uh, i think it was on I think it was back in the day on, on the pseudo show where you had me as a guest. Um, I said like, I, I don't want them to be like, wow, this is amazing. You're so great. Hey, let's do a collaboration. I just want just a little nod of appreciation, just a little bit of, yeah, we've seen this, uh, like completely neutral. That's okay. That's all I want. But I have to say that, um, I, I'm assuming it probably has a bit to do with their label. So they sat in the offices of Excel recordings. And when I uh, emailed back and forth with this person from Beggars Group because of the copyright notice, she said that actually somebody at XL noticed my my video on YouTube. So I just gotta have to assume that they know about this incident. They knew about this incident and just thought, yeah, let's not give this more exposure. As if a comment on a Reddit thread somehow gave you maximum exposure. Because I got 400 more views overnight anyway through YouTube alone. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to get any Reddit exposure for for this song to, to attract some views. So I just think it's, I, I was really hyped to to for, for this AMA and I got nothing out of it and I yeah. don't know. I noticed early on that
0: um, it looked like when the AMA actually started, because I refreshed the page, I'm sure as you were doing madly, <laughs> um, it looked like they did a top post and a lot of the initial questions were replies to Ratatat's first post. And it, and I didn't know if like their attention was focused on, we posted, Hey, we're here guys. And then their, <laughs> the, the first questions they actually looked at were yeah. nested under that. And then they maybe never got to the <laughs> initial Probably. questions that were, um, so I, I'm actually throwing in the show notes, a link to pseudo show episode four, it was green check marks. It was yeah. back in our final fantasy 14 days. Um, if you want to hear Matt on the pseudo show, um, well, it seems like that's a topic that maybe we'll have some reason to talk about later when I get to the crazy post-capitalist rant thing. But um, just artists being accessible and, and, you know, what what are you exchanging? What is the economy of your work and your art? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we'll save that for later. We've got title to talk about. <laughs> well, not title in particular, but maybe, maybe we'll put this to rest by going to one of the biggest sources of this snake oil and this misinformation. Um, it's sad to say because he's such a, an icon and important figure in 20th century music, Neil Young. You're still so wrong. So, <laughs> this is a, a Facebook post of his. Um, where he's announcing or just indicating to his Facebook audience that he's pulling all his stuff off of streaming and that. So I need, we need to read the actual wording because it's, it's so terrible. Um, yeah. so here's his post. I was there. AM radio kicks streaming's ass. Analog cassettes and eight tracks also kick streaming's ass and absolutely rocked compared to streaming. Streaming sucks. Streaming is the worst audio in history. If you want it, you got it. It's here to stay. Your choice. And he goes on and on about how it's, it's how he's preserving his life work the way he wants to. Um, so, where to start with the bullshit?
1: Let's, stay, let's start with um, Have you ever gotten a high fidelity AM signal anywhere in the world with any equipment at all? No. <laughs> no. I rest my case.
0: There's only sentimental reasons to like the terrible quality of radio signals.
1: Yeah. And, and it's not also, uh, it's not only the medium in the way it's delivered, but it's also AM radio is usually linear programming. you not, you don't get a choice in what you're hearing. Um, maybe people are also going for other mediums because they have a choice of what to hear. Um, if there is a radio station, exe- ex- especially for me and somebody's sending that over the AM radio waves, maybe I'm going to listen to it, but sometimes I want to pick and choose and AM radio is not providing that. Are you saying you're not listening to Beats 1 all day, every day? I don't know. Has it launched on Android yet? I would give it a chance, but probably <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: um, well, as, as fun as the the initial post by Neil Young and how wrong it is in the first place, we have some lovely comments. So tell us about some of these that you've got here.
1: Oh, man. Um, so somebody was critical of the post, somebody who was a little bit older, so... Um, he he was saying that i don't like my my cd's getting scratched my tapes melting i've never had that but i can see that happening um he invested a lot of into his discography he, as he said uh, like okay, contributed around 2k to the neil young retirement fund um and so somebody else replied to that and i'm just going to read this here um because he said something about digital downloads um he, so Neil Young, said nothing about digital downloads. Only streaming, where the fidelity takes a huge loss because of the fact that the file is being sent, read, downloaded, and played at the same time through a program that's also using the same data to run itself. Wow. Huge, in quotes, huge, huge. loss. <laughs> wow. Um So, okay, to, to be fair, just for his first point, um Neil Young, he, he famously did this whole thing with the Pono player, so of course he... He's okay with uh, with files that are lossless that you're playing from a high quality source through high probably high quality speakers or headphones. So um that's all in fine, but saying that streaming is inherently lossy just because it's streaming, like as if my mp3 player st- or my 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 phone is struggling really struggling yeah. to play this file while it's downloading the rest of the file and maybe <laughs> ch- checking every once in a while if i'm getting a phone call like this is yeah. the typical thing where people have absolutely no idea how streaming works or how how the technology yeah. behind it it's works it's not like
0: a torrent where you don't really have a, any
1: complete part of any
0: of the file
1: yeah. <laughs> But even then, even if you had a part of the file that that's that's there, it has a set quality. And as we've learned from Title, you can stream lossless. Now, we've gone into depth of why this is still pointless, but even even then, streaming doesn't mean it's lossy. It just, in a way, downloading is streaming. It's just that you're playing it back once you finish downloading. Let's be honest, playing a CD is streaming.
0: It just happens to not have network latency.
1: (laughs) Right. So if you're putting a CD into your C player, um, it's reading it right from the disk. Now, there might be some buffer. We've all had this Disc Man that had buffer, um, like, what was it called? Shock resistant something, something. where and guess uh, what streaming services have a buffer it's called yeah. download it so <laughs> so back in the days when i first had a discman and that it had this uh, shock resistant thingy in it my my child brain was always like, oh, so um, it, it had it had to have some time to actually build up. So there was like a little meter filling up, where I knew if it is full, I'm secure for like ten seconds. And in my mind, it was almost like, okay, there are like some kind of airbags in there slowly <laughs> slowly <laughs> blowing up, so it it doesn't get shocked. But by now, of course, it's just that it has a buffer and it loads the song in advance. So if it has some problem reading it, you still have the next 10 seconds in memory already. And guess what? Every, everything does that nowadays. And yeah. that's also, as you just said, it's streaming just from a different source, not over the internet, but, uh, and even if, especially if you're doing it over the internet, your buffer has to be huge because for some reason, something can drop out. If I start playing a song up here in my, in my apartment and I, I leave my house to go shopping, and the song hasn't downloaded before. I have like my whole flight of stairs that I have to go down where the song can't be downloaded. But get what guess what? Spotify buffers the song, so it has no problem <laughs> playing it back. Yeah,
0: it's so many of these annoying arguments just are based on not understanding how things actually work. Yeah. And they get perpetuated because there's most people don't really have any clue how streaming or CDs or tapes or any of this technology actually turns little whether it's little magnetic bits and tape or little pits in a cd that get scanned by a laser like none that's way over the heads of almost everyone so you can perpetuate this this nonsense and they they don't know better and
1: ah it's frustrating what do you do with this what, what do you do i mean i, I really don't want to be all this elitist about, oh, I know how this technology works. I really want everybody to know how this technology works. I want everybody to be at least somewhat interested also in finding out how this technology works. I mean, I get why um it's so comfortable being able to use some technology without having to know how it's working. I mean, that's the whole point of, yeah. um I know when you're programming using other people's libraries, I don't have to worry about how he does this thing, at least as, as long as there's an interface where I can say, I want to plug this in and get this out. And that's how technology works. It's okay, but as you start building up some arguments like this, like we've had here, I think you are um, in duty to learn something about this before you start spewing bullshit about it. Yeah, I
0: think the good news is we don't have to worry too much because streaming is winning. It's been winning for five years or so, or however long Spotify has been around. And uh, the convenience and being able to choose what you listen to and you know go anywhere with it is that's already gonna win, so it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah. the audio files, the the misguided audio files can pay more for their stuff, and I don't care. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, So maybe we'll put lossless to rest for a while yeah. until there's something notably until
1: there's really fun news about title again, <laughs> but yeah let's let's just um, keep this lossless debate. On the side for now and go to optical audio cables, the new <laughs> snake oil on the market. <laughs> um, so I found this Kickstarter. I actually looked for a Kickstarter project because I wanted to know if there's an update on this hair device that we talked about. So I found these cables that are, as the description says, purely analog. And guess what else is purely analog when it comes to cables? <laughs> Tell me, you're you're a guitarist. You <laughs> wait for me? it. Wait for it. <laughs> Spoiler Regular lot. audio cables are analog. That's right. But these now there's a difference. These are optical, and there's light oh. going through it. Which on the face, on the surface, it sounds cool. It sounds like cool technology. I mean, they look pretty cool. Not in the video. In the video, they kind of look like glued together with a piece of plastic. But on, on <laughs> the designs, look stellar. So I'm I'm okay with this. The problem I have with this is. I mean, let, let's skip right to one of the last points I've, I've noted here is apparently, and I mean, yeah, we already know this, being humble just doesn't sell at all. You have to be always promising like this is revolutionary or this is like a new thing. You have to always yeah. uh, contrast it with the thing that came before it. And I can understand that from a from a marketing standpoint, but just don't don't fake anything, don't lie or just don't boost anything yeah. too much. So w- why am I complaining about this? They are doing some comparisons, uh, audio comparisons, and also there's a video now with video. You already have a problem here that the bit rate is not good enough to to have actually pristine audio. Like seriously, we were just talking about streaming, but in this video, the it's not the best. Yeah, similar, to be a lot
0: of like built-in web players for video, and even on YouTube, if you don't switch to HD, I think sometimes you're getting yeah. a one twenty eight or worse kilobits, yeah. and you can definitely notice sometimes. Yeah,
1: and YouTube, you have to switch, I think, at least to seven twenty p to get really good, like almost sounding like lossless uh, audio. But um, <laughs> the, the the problem I had with this was that when they were so, there were two comparisons: uh, one in the video where they compared just the clean sound, one with the copper cable, with a regular cable, and one with the this light le- lead, light led, lead lead. Um, And so the difference is really not noticeable in this one. And then they changed to an example where they he plays something in the mix, so you've got a complete song with this guitar playing twice in a row, once with the one cable and one with the other cable. You can't compare those because the second example with the light lead is so much louder, like completely loud. Not only guitar, the whole mix is just turned up. <laughs> and if we've learned one thing from our psychoacoustic class is that louder is automatically better. Or at, at least seems better. That That's what we always get. So that's why all the yeah. masters today are so freaking loud because we have to be louder than the other ones. And I just feel like... If you're a company that's doing something like audio technology, you know about this. So if your video has two examples with a different volume, I just have to assume you did that intentionally. They just <laughs> did like, oh, this one's louder. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Like so many people, you you watch videos and usually with the best cameras, but the sound is so shitty because nobody really cares about the sound. This company has to care about the sound and it sounds, it, you can't compare those two <laughs> with a different volume. And, and then you have the other, this other comparison in the description with two uh, audio players, just one with the regular copper cable and one with the light LED. So the difference between the two is that light lead has a lot more treble in it. So yeah, in, in comparison, it sounds like there's more going on, which is okay. <laughs> but the thing is, they're just saying, okay, they used the same settings. Now, who's to say that they didn't just, um, turn down the treble. So when you get the really trebly signal from the light lead, it doesn't sound too ear-piercing. And in effect, because they use the same settings, the 9-inch copper cable is uh, uh, just sounds dull. Um, just as a comparison, when I bought my Telecaster um, one and a half years ago i i put that into my regular i connected that to my regular guitar amp with the same settings and it sounded so bright because well the telecaster is a lot more bright that's what it's known for it's it's really bright guitar so i turned down the equal uh, the tone knob to 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 turn down a little bit of the treble and that now the thing is this doesn't mean it's better it just means that there's more treble in it you can <laughs> <Different> always preset. <laughs> the, yeah it's a different preset um i'm just I'm just not completely sold on this, so you've been
0: complaining about the marketing thing, and there's one other annoying thing in here is that they uh, to me this just bothers me He says light lead has a rich quality like vinyl with the clarity of optical <laughs> fiber, and I just i don't know I feel like I just want to set the record straight again. vinyl is not the the golden, perfect snowflake of audio i don't know where my metaphor was there, but um Vinyl is not shouldn't be put on an altar. It's just one other format. People have an insane nostalgia for it, and I like them because you get giant square artwork when you buy vinyl, and then I just put the record to the side and never use it. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, like I get why they made this comparison because people kind of worship vinyl, but it's just another format. Stop it. Yeah. Um, but all that said, so we were complaining about how they're marketing this um and the snake oil comes because of their their insane claims and their and their uh disingenuous comparisons but is i mean are there benefits to this product are there things that are actually could be
1: good um yeah so they summed up a bunch of these and i can actually see how those are really an advantage so first of all yeah you can get longer cables without any issues and I never had the purpose for this, but I know there is a purpose for really, really long cables. So this is okay to me. And also, you apparently don't need a DI box for this. So you can just straight record from this audio jack into anything. And this is good. This is one piece of equipment uh, less when you have to deal with this thing. And then there are also, this is really important for some people, no grounding issues. So we've all had this hum from our guitar amp or from whatever or you just got um got a shock i i remember getting a shock from some microphones when playing live and it's always nice to not have to deal with this and i've never played with a dual amp setup but apparently there's also some grounding issues when you're hooking up the two amps i've i actually have ne- never had to deal with this but I can see where this is going. So, as I said in the beginning, being humble just doesn't sell. If they had just listed this, okay, this means you can have this and this and this, this wouldn't sell. I mean, it already isn't really selling. I mean, how, how far is this is yeah. this uh, Kickstarter? They don't have, yeah, 2,600 British pounds of 56,000. 40 days how to many, go. How much? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it is kind of sad that things can't just sell on their merits. There, of like, hey, what if you could have an you know almost infinitely long cable and um, not need a DI and no grounding and no hum? Like, that's a good product. Like, right there, you you got me. I think that not like for a reasonable price, I would love to not have to worry about any of these things. Yeah, um, but instead, it's like, no, we got to sell them a spaceship. This cable is a spaceship, and it's amazing, and you'll fly to the moon on it. And you're like,
1: ah, what? Yeah. I think it's also the problem that, um, radio audio cables are everywhere. And so for the problems that we have with radio audio cables, we've already found a lot of solutions. Like we've got the DI box and we've got symmetric cables for longer cable runs. And sometimes we hook something in between to get a, l- a longer signal out of that. And, um, there are also like specific, um, plugs to to not have to deal with grounding issues so we've already solved a lot of problems so inventing this new cable that's I guess more expensive in production anyway it's just a case of diminishing returns so I can see where having this cable is better than having a regular cable but if you sum it all up um, I just have to replace my regular cable if I have all the other equipment already ready that solves the problems that some people have with regular audio cables
0: there's a barrier to entry for disrupting this Right. Uh, People aren't buying the best cable. They're just keeping what keeps them working. Yeah. All right. So those were our nerdy topics. And we got um, some more fun, cultural, um, and interesting news of the weird type uh, music topics here. And uh, here's one. Uh, Someone decided that they should slow down the Jurassic Park theme um, a thousand times. So... (laughs) I don't know if they mean a thousand percent or a fully one thousand times slower because I don't know if it's actually that slow. But reporting aside, um, did you get a chance to listen to this? Um, yes. It sounds a lot like have you ever heard like some of Brian Eno's like atmospheric like music for airports or yeah. he has, or Enya. He, yeah and at least got voices going on but this sounds a lot to me like Brian Eno's ambient music like he's put out several albums of just like long slow synthy pads (laughs) and uh the i don't know people are kind of like losing their shit over this jurassic park theme being slowed down and my reaction was actually kind of like all right (laughs) It blows, like, it swells really nicely in a few spots, like the noise, like, because, you know, more Baroque orchestral music tends to have more dynamic range, so if you set it at a good volume when it's quieter and then the swell happens, it's kind of like, whoa. Um, But people are, like, thinking it's, like, the second coming of music or something, and I'm like... (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a comment in here. A thousand percent slower would be 10x slower, not a thousand x slower. <laughs> the, right. Yeah. If it was a thousand slower, you wouldn't hear anything. It would just be like the super low. Like uh, it would uh, just be three days long. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on this? Just Are as we you gonna said, hear.
1: It's, it's <laughs> just the typical uh, slowed down to to infinite song I've heard I mean you've already heard those with a thousand like with theme songs by Spongebob and um I mean once every a while it does sound cool as you said but it's it's not really mind-blowing anymore I mean the first few times you heard those um yeah not anymore sorry it's late for the bandwagon
0: so So we're 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 like unimpressed yeah um but I was kind of blown away by this uh, this uh, brain scientist thing. So tell me about this.
1: Yeah, so this is an article on The Atlantic. Um, this um, snippet here is part of, I think it was part of some kind of radio show or a podcast um, where somebody demonstrated how, how well the brain can actually make you hear or understand things that are borderline uncomprehensible just before just because you've heard something similar or just the same thing before so in this example um you are hearing a um very distorted and filtered uh, voice so it sounds like a bit like when you're when you're listening to to something on your, with your phone and the audio jack like leaves the uh yeah, the cable leaves the audio jack for like half the half an inch and you're getting like this filtered signal and and all these artifacts from the mp3 compression compression and you can't really understand anything and so so you hear this example that you really can't understand, and then you hear the actual audio that was recorded, like un- unaltered, and you can really clearly hear what somebody's saying there, like uh, something from from a subway station. And then you hear the other signal again, which was really filtered and, and uncomprehensible, and suddenly you really understand what was what is being said. So let's just hear those three samples in, like those two samples in a row. the constitution center is at the next stop so what was your initial reaction i, I think i heard you uh, react to this in in, prepare, in preparation <laughs> well, it, for it the it totally
0: show. worked um, i couldn't i couldn't figure out what it was saying and then when after she had played the real version and then went back to it i i couldn't unhear it I, my brain was figuring it out so um, I feel like this is like a, a noise association game. I'm always playing with friends, like where they, they say something that sounds like something else and I'll say the other thing and they'll, they'll be like, what? And I'm like, it sounded like you said that. Yeah. Um, and so this felt similar to me of like, Oh yeah, my brain is trying to figure out what this is with any information it has. And once, you know, it's been seeded with the right, you know, the, the right hash for this gibberish, it can, <laughs> it can decode it. <laughs> So I was looking, you know, never look at the comments, but I looked at the comments and uh um people were mentioning also some visual illusions that are along these lines of like once you see what the illusion is or um you can't unsee it and people were pointing to the World Cup logo from last year that yeah. uh it, it looks like a guy facepalming and I can't unsee that that is
1: what this is and <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> it's just the, ba- the brain being really good at seeing patterns even if they are not really there and um i mean this is an example where we can actually understand somebody if even if it's completely under, not understandable and um i mean i get this sometimes when i when i'm on the phone with somebody and the audio is really bad that sometimes it t- takes like one or two seconds for me to fully understand what somebody has said and usually that's already a point where i've had said uh, where i had said uh, like can you repeat that again and while he's repeating i already get like oh yeah this is what he said and sometimes there's this delay that that awkward delay (laughs) of really understanding what somebody said yeah i've had i've
0: had that happen and seen other people do it too where like they say what and before you've like kind
1: of started they got it like oh just kidding i got it (laughs) yeah brain latency so this this is this is a nice thing maybe we can try to maybe maybe there'll be some more of these examples maybe we can make our own um, who's the us? So, listener, if you have a nice example like this um, or want to make your own, just send it in. You know where you find us. So then there's the story of a venue owner kicking a band off stage for putting on a shit show. This is, um, I think, pure justice porn for everybody who's had to deal with a shitty band who didn't show up on time, who played like shit, who behaved like shit. I mean, everybody has once had to deal with people like that. It doesn't even have to be a band and this is kind of uh, like uh, payback time, watching this guy kick this band off stage. And um, so, so this is a video, we'll link this in the show notes, you really got to watch this. Um, it starts about two or three minutes in, where before that they are just playing this really, really phoned in jam to uh, some some standard chord progression. And I can really see where... I mean this guy has already been must already have been pissed off because of the things that went on before and like them showing up not not showing up on time and not doing the soundtrack properly and then you hear those 3 minutes of of just <laughs> rambling guitar and I mean it's it's technically okay it's it's not I I don't know there there is something to the music that it's not like it's complete shit but if you're on such a stage and this is what you're playing, like everybody who has an ounce of talent in him would think, I want to be on this stage now. Yeah. Or is that wrong to think?
0: No, I mean, it was an unremarkable performance by yeah. people who probably, they, they know better, they should be able to do better. Yeah, than that's this.
1: it. We know they should know better. That's the thing. I mean, that, that it's just this contrast of we know that if they are on this stage and have at this uh, record... um they should be able to do something better than what they're performing there. And they think this is the the tipping point. This was was the tipping point for this venue owner to start on this tirade and kicking those guys off stage. And it's such a well-delivered rant because <laughs> <laughs> first he's just like,
0: he just walks over to each musician on stage and he's clearly talking to them and just like, go, get out, go, get out of here. <laughs> but then he grabs the mic and this is when you know, so, you know, grab the popcorn. Um, and he's just like, I'm so sorry, guys. I've worked in the industry 28 years. I have a reputation and small as it is, when someone doesn't turn up for sound check at three and I smile and then at nine o'clock they show up and I have a big, beautiful crowd of people I love, and they come and they fuck my stage. Is what he <laughs> said, and he, he goes on and on about you know, the music is awesome, live music is beautiful, and I got problems, but I'm professional, and I'm sorry, I won't sit here and pollute my venue with this bullshit. Yeah, and uh, the crowd is just clapping, and he's like, "I'll refund." you. Yeah, they're your going ticket. nuts. Uh, he started off with "I'm refunding you" before he went into his rant, which is a good move, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's hard to to get just as poor that good. It's it's rare. Yeah. And I'll to the, it. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Another funny thing in the video though is the drummer just sits back while he's uh <laughs> ranting and he's just kind of wiping his face with a towel for like five <laughs> minutes. And I couldn't stop watching him wipe N- his face I with a towel. Him.
1: I gotta watch the video again. Um, you also gotta add that this uh, concert was not only recorded; it was also, I've read, live streamed on the internet. So people were watching at home, probably sat down, like, "Oh yeah, let's let's watch a, let's watch this um, concert now." And <laughs> suddenly this happened So I really like to have to witness this live and being like, "Is is this real? Is this like not a? I mean, it could have been a elaborate joke." Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's real. He's just cleaning his face and now he leaves the stage. (laughs) Anyone
0: who was uh, doing this for a joke wouldn't put three whole minutes at the beginning of nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I do think there's an opportunity for a 10-hour YouTube video of a drummer wiping his face. (laughs) Uh so just on the same topic apparently Finland now is uh giving refunds if it's quote generally agreed that a gig was a failure and this stems from a apparently tragic 2013 show with Chuck Berry and uh they they take pains to clarify it's not just you know if one random person's like eh, I didn't like it they can't get a refund but if it's a very public and very like consensus building reaction of like that was a pile of shit then (laughs) uh, venues will give refunds yeah
1: yeah and i and i really can understand this so so this has now set a precedent and it in this case i think it was because um like his vocal performance was really subpar because of um i think it was a cold or something a flu yeah it was a flu-ridden performance it says here so there are a thousand reasons why a show could uh, decrease in quality. It's not only the vocal, uh, just the performance in general. It could also be, I don't know, maybe the lighting, maybe the sound is just really, really awful. And, um, haven't there been some attempted lawsuits or at least some public outcry about some artists performing, um, yeah, lip syncing. So p- performing completely with full playback and doesn't it have to say that on the ticket now i i don't have the the current status on that but i think i've read sometime that it now has to say on the ticket at least in the u.s or uh it has to say that this is a lip-syncing performance or at least like what i'm all for it so uh it's, it's saying like this so if you're going to go there you're just going there for the stage show everything else you can listen to at home with your with your stereo system
0: Yeah, I mean, the most famous example is Millie Vanilli, um, who won awards and had them retacted because they weren't actually performing. Um, but I mean, like, I think, you know, has Britney Spears been caught or, you know, some of these pop musicians kind of get caught every once in a while when the tape doesn't stop or, um, they, you know, whatever, just screw it up and it's really obvious that they're lip syncing. Um, I wouldn't like that stress of trying to follow along. with the taped performance
1: um yeah. no but um i i can see where even that would be for me reason enough to say well well i didn't get what i paid for here if it doesn't so if i didn't know before and then i found out so this was all just a, a, a lip sync performance i would be pretty pissed and yeah. um I, I don't think this uh this um Yeah, this uh, president that is now set in Finland would go that far as to say that lip-syncing is is included in that. But if you're really extremist and if you're really radical, you would say, yeah, this has to be included in this as well. But (laughs) for now, um, let's say I've seen some shows where I would have said, okay, I would like a refund because this this was really nothing. Uh, Thankfully, it wasn't all that often.
0: I think this is especially for... Like, I, I wouldn't imagine this kind of policy really going into the underground entry level band yeah. arena because not only are shows commonly kind of mediocre at that level, but um, this is more about protecting expensive concerts and making sure people aren't afraid to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a, a little bit of insurance on the like, if, you know, your favorite, whatever controversial rock figure shows up wasted and starts throwing shit and then leaves and you're just like what <laughs> <laughs> um you you won't feel like you threw away your 80 dollars or whatever you paid
1: yeah so this is a good thing i can i think we can all agree on this this being a good thing
0: if we if we ever get shelby on the show she has some great stories from seeing badly drawn boy perform in michigan <laughs> At Ann Arbor and uh how many times he he left the stage and stormed out and came back and <laughs> would argue with the crowd and yell at them to be quiet and it was just like this belligerent <laughs> antagonistic performance.
1: Maybe this is part of a performance. Maybe this is this is what people came to see.
0: Yeah, I mean I think she was quite <laughs> entertained by it and he still played a lot of music, so maybe it worked out. Um so, I had a big topic, and this may be kind of heady and philosophical. So, you know, have some caffeine and then put your thinking cap on. Um, did you actually get a chance to look at this article before I dive into some of this?
1: I've read most of it, yes.
0: This article is not about music per se, it's just sort of about the world society and where we're going and you know, are we finally at a turning point away from capitalism? And, uh, you know, I mean, you you may have heard some college level Marxist critique of capitalism anytime in the past 50 years, there's a lot of not new here, but I think the, the interesting thing here is all his examples um, from living in the internet age and, um, he talks about how in the 90s economists started realizing, you know, there's this thing we call the information age, the information economy that uh, knowledge is getting so much easier to store, transport, access, retrieve, and that this is going to have a profound impact on the way everything works in life. And I think we've really started to see the rumblings of that. Um, the, the fact that music streaming is now becoming the primary delivery method for how people access music, I think it relates to this because distribution... Um, the 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 entire idea that things are scarce um, is going away. There, there is no scarcity. There's no. There's only five copies of this album. There's, um, there's no. Oh, I better not lose this one version of it. It's. Uh, it's just. Whoa! I've, I dropped my phone in the river. I'll go get a new phone. I'll sign in and I'll listen to the same stuff. Um, if you take that and kind of generalize it to everything, is less scarce. So what are people going to pay for? Because a lot of capitalism is based on scarcity. Why, why were newspapers able to keep functioning? It's because not everyone can build a giant factory of printing presses that can churn out a hundred thousand copies of a paper and then have an army of vans and schoolboys delivering them to houses. Like that's just a hard to enter market. So you end up having this monolithic newspaper. Well, the internet's pretty much destroyed newspapers. That's a, you know, a well-worn story. Um, so all that's um, not new information, disruption theory is kind of all that. But what I want to get into is uh, um, a lot of the interesting things in this article talks about, well, if we stop freaking out that all these old, you know, giant monolithic businesses are going to kind of die or change dramatically, um, are there any exciting things to look forward to? So the kind of the utopian view is a lot of these mundane things in our life will be Will kind of be set free from because there won't be scarcity, and so I don't have to spend a lot of money on music. Sorry, musicians, <laughs> you don't get paid anything. But maybe that's okay if you don't need as much. If if you're kind of free from working so hard because things are aren't scarce, you can eat. You have, um, I don't know. This is obviously a utopian take on how these changes will affect the world. Um, what will that mean for music? Maybe maybe it'll be a liberating thing for music not
1: to be so tied to these business models we're familiar with yeah maybe it's the same thoughts that people are having uh, when when they talk about basic income where if if you don't have to worry about having the basics the basic needs of your life fulfilled you can do whatever you want. And just as you said, you don't have to think about how can, I, how can I make music that's marketable? I have to market my music. I have to be able to live with it. I have to be able to make some money uh, from it. Even if it's just a hobby on the side, Like I, always being in this mindset of getting something in return uh, in monetary value, um, maybe this can finally be set aside in that moment. And as you said, nobody has to freak out anymore. And now if it comes from technology... Just uh, doing all the labor for us, or if it's because of basic income, or a mix between those two, I can really see uh, where where he or where you are going there with with the information in this article. Where I can actually see a bright future there, and um, hmm. I don't see that happening in our lifetime. But maybe we can see the start of it and see that it's probably going in that direction. And I can really see this being just generally good for anything that's that has to do with arts or music or performance or anything that doesn't inherently um, produce something that can be easily sold, let's say. Yeah. And I mean, he has some great examples of
0: how just the lack of scarcity destroys business models. Um, It used to be a thing where you would buy encyclopedia sets for your library or your school. Who would do that now? Like, what, what is the point? Wikipedia, which is run as a non-profit of volunteers and, uh, you know, they take donations. Um, they're probably destroying, you know, a bill. I don't know how big that business would be. I think it was
1: 16 billion. I think they said something about a yearly, uh, destroyment, um, (laughs) destroying like (laughs) 16 billion of revenue every year through that and like the the capitalist view
0: would be like that's a, a lost opportunity you could have built a business you could have made money there and uh, this guy's point is this new world isn't running on the same rules there's a reason yeah. that wikipedia exists and it's a good signal of the way people are sharing and it's yeah. instead of um I think his his paradigm shift mentality is like he compares it to feudalism giving way to capitalism it's like capitalism is giving way to something else and I'm not just a fanboy maybe it'll be horrible but <laughs> um there are some opportunities here to to do some interesting new things as a people and I don't know I just thought it would be nice to kind of put that in the the light of music because I've always kind of been conflicted there of maybe it's because I, I don't really have a mind for the business side of music i don't yeah. i'm not thrilled with it i don't get excited about it um i mean i like you know when i have something new to share i'm excited and enthusiastic doing that but I, i'm not like trying to secure licensing deals and i'm i'm not good at <laughs> i'm not good at that stuff and so maybe that's my bias of like would be happy to see a future where i didn't have to worry about that so much <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, if you if you want some super super thoughtful um, post capitalist ranting to read for your your week, uh, definitely check the show notes um, for this Guardian article.
1: We have one more topic before we start into our pick of the week. Um, so, this incident happened where somebody uploaded or released an album on iTunes, Amazon, Title, Spotify, maybe even a few more. So, these were the ones mentioned in this article um the artist of this album so, so so the album was called the album was called Innocence Deluxe by Lucia Cole and if you started playing this album and have ever heard a Jessica Simpson song you would have noticed that these are actually Jessica Simpson songs it's more or less her whole al- album with a f- few modifications in the titles of the songs this was up on iTunes for, I think, a few days or a few weeks. Um, they've kind of found out that a bunch of people bought this, but there hasn't been made thousands of bucks with it. <laughs> but so somebody just randomly invented a new artist. And I think it always, it also said that Shaquille O'Neal, of all people, uh, kind of pushed this album on Twitter a bit. <laughs> why i don't know somebody i i guess i don't know did somebody pay his pr for a manager to to make him say that or something or did he just <laughs> randomly stumble upon this like maybe that happened maybe is, Neil was browsing the news section on iTunes it, and found
0: this so just to, thinking of what jessica simpson's music is like is is a shack endorsement like really valuable if you're doing this like girly pop nonsense
1: yeah. Like, let, yeah, you got to get
0: Shaq. I mean, you can fit 3 Big Macs in his shoes. I really want that guy saying my music is good.
1: <laughs> I just I uh, just pulled up the the tweet here. Support at Le- uh, Sing Lucia Cole new album Innocence available now everywhere. Smart URL blah blah blah. Can you say new Mariah Carry? It's fire. So this sounds <laughs> really pre-written by somebody else. <laughs> it's just fun that somebody invented an artist. So her, her Twitter is now locked down. You can't find anything on there. Um nobody knows who this person on the photo is maybe that's the person behind that maybe it's uh some some random photo somebody pulled off some uh photographer's website I don't know but apparently it's really easy to get you know, somebody else's music on such platforms without any checks
0: but I mean everyone like the comments were all like full or like this is the new digital age where everything's a fraud and blah 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 and <laughs> how
1: often has this
0: happened of course, that's the the voice those guys use when they talk, um, and <laughs> um, and I just the impact was almost nothing on this. It's an interesting news story, but it's not like this went on for twenty years and someone made millions of dollars on someone. And like,
1: nobody noticed.
0: Like it's like oh, some some jerk like
1: created a <laughs> fake artist, and it's ha ha at the end. <laughs> yeah. So this really shouldn't be blown out of proportions, but it's, it's just fun to think about how (laughs) I could just, I could just get any CD I've got here and maybe say like, yet we'd probably have a better chance if you pick an artist that's not that well known, but then you also don't have the chance of selling as much records that way, but it wouldn't be found out immediately because I mean, Jessica Simpson, it's, yeah, Shazam. Like, just throw
0: the Shazam scan on everything that goes into yeah. the store, and be like, "Oh, and, this is already and there." And
1: SoundCloud, <laughs> I think, does it. It mentioned in the article that SoundCloud actually scans those things. And I would have thought that others would have scanned those, but maybe it's just they think that uh, when the label like sends this into Apple or Amazon, uh, they they have already checked it. Because why would a label send this in? I mean, there's already a barrier of entry there, unless you're yeah. going through some distributor. And I guess some of those don't do background checks. I don't think
0: TuneCore or CD Baby are doing any of this stuff. So pick of the week. Ah, feels good to be back. I know I phoned one in two weeks ago, and then I totally <laughs> bailed on last week when you guys were celebrating Iwata. I'm um, celebrating slash morning. Um, so we're back with some regular song pick, picks of the week. I always want to say pick of the weeks, and that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I th- I think I'll go first since I'm back. Um so the song I picked is a song called There's so much energy in us by Cloud Cult. And uh, I discovered this through Apple Music's radio on uh, on uh, actually the Electric President song
1: Release the Balloons the first artist discovered <laughs> on Apple Music. Um <laughs> it's time to this- celebrate. <laughs>
0: release the balloons and the baboons. Um, this song is about five years old, so it's not new or anything, um, but it's great. And it's uh, it's seven minutes long. It's uh, it's one of those long build songs that sometimes you're in the mood for. You just want something that just grows and swells. Um, there, there's no innuendo in anything I just said. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, man. This song is great, and I'm not saying it's like a penis. I'm just saying it's a great song. But
1: well some people argue would argue that that is a good thing
0: oh that's true um this if this band ever hears this they're gonna love this completely Um, derailed yeah uh i don't know where to start with this i mean there's lots of interesting elements but i don't know if any individual thing is that important in the song it's just it 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 explodes so well by the end of it (laughs) oh this is just wonderful let's just hear a little bit sample okay play the sample (laughs) AHHHHH <laughs> So I, I really can't do any worse. I, I think you should just say some things about this song.
1: <laughs> I'm really going to try to use as much music terminology as possible not to fall into the same same trap here. So it starts, I, I, for, for your information, I only listened to the KEXP performance here. Um, it started out with this mix of piano and mallet-based arpeggios, which I love to death. If you've heard any of my recent songs, there's there's some in there all the time. And, uh, which, which is a good start. And then she said it, it grows and grows and then it turns down a bit and grows again. And what I really liked about this, and I found this, um, in, in a lot of like post rock and generally songs that are sometimes really quiet or calm that then still the drum beat sometimes sounds really busy. And on the face of it, you would think that this is too busy for a song like this, for, for such an atmosphere. But the way that the drummer articulates it it's it's just it fits perfectly in there. it just enhances everything and that that's what it i think comes down to so you have you can have the busiest drum beat in the world but the way you play it it can fit in any song and it can really make it that way instead of just going like oh so this is a calm song i can only play it sounds too boring you can always put more in there and this is a great example for such a song yeah, I the
0: one other thing I'd say about it is uh the song is very earnest and um optimistic. There's kind of this incredible positive vibe. Um this this searching this journey um and uh I I was drawn to that in the
1: song too. It's a it's quite exciting. So what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Like Lovers with the song All is Full of Love a cover by Bjork obviously. And um I've known this artist for some time. He's actually, he owns a studio down there, I think in Bavaria. And, um, he, he, he emailed me once because he, he heard my album, uh, our album letters. And I know that there are a lot of problems with the mix. So he offered like, uh, so if you ever wanted to record there, we could get in touch and make a deal with that. And, um, he, he also does music himself, uh, under the moniker like lovers. And it's a mix of electro rock, electro pop, something in that vein. But, um, I just want to say that his original stuff is also really amazing but I really wanted to highlight this particular performance even if it's a cover by another artist because this is also once again one of the uh, once of the one of those loop machine performances that there's little to no warm up here it just goes straight into a, an interesting melody an interesting ostinato you would say almost and a drum beat performed with a percussion on the on the, on the guitar and just amazing uh, vocals and uh, I think we just should just play a little sample of this right here. so yeah what did you think of this song um the the
0: thing that stood out the most to me was the i would describe as extremely tasteful use of reverb on his voice and it's it's a it's a prominent use of reverb but it it somehow doesn't become overbearing it's just uh it stretches his voice out behind him like a trail and uh you know kind of evolves as the song goes on and and um I, I I just really noticed that and thought it was you know it was a clear sign of his attention to detail.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can, and I can attest that the 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 things he's mixed and the 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 records that came out of this studio, some some of my favorite artists, um, Mutiny on the Bounty, like some mass progressive rock, um, really turned out really great uh, from from this studio. So he he's really got that down. And, but, also, like the performance. So this is a guy who who really does everything. and I, I really like that. So, I just wanted to highlight this performance because this is where you can actually see, really see the way that in this raw performance, how great it already sounds and how great it already is. Alright, and with that, we've had episode 25
0: of Bits and Pieces. Um, as always, with these picks of the week, uh, we, when, when possible, we put them on our playlist, which we have on Spotify. And now I'm also maintaining the Apple Music one. I'm assuming the software doesn't, you know, screw up and ruin it and erase my, my, then I'll probably stop doing it. But anyway, we put these songs on the playlist so that you can check out great music that we curate every single week. And uh, you can find a link to those along with every other article we talked about at, at, in our show notes at sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 25. Now you may be listening to this episode on the web, um, which is great, but uh, the best way to, to keep up with our show is to subscribe with a podcast app. So if you're on iOS, you've actually got a built-in podcast app or my personal favorite, uh, you can download the free app Overcast um it's a really great podcast player. One of the best things is they have the the way it does this speeding up if you want to hear things faster. Um it's it's really smooth, really well done. Um if you're on Android, you could use Podcast Addict or Pocket Casts. Um those are great apps and then just search for bits and pieces or um you can tap the uh RSS button on our website from your mobile and it should pop over into your app the way it should. Um So yeah, subscribe and you'll get new episodes every week. They'll always be free. They will be great. They will be right on your phone, ready to go. Um, me and Matt are both on Twitter. We love feedback. If you got questions, you have songs we should hear, you have a topic ideas, please do let us know. So I'm at Medwards Music and Matt, you are?
1: At Echolox, E-C-H-O-L-O-X.
0: So definitely, uh, we're, we're pretty much online all day long, every day. So if you tweet at us, you will probably get an answer very quickly. Um, and if you like what we're doing at Sunrise Robot here, uh, you can actually support the network by becoming a Patreon. Patreon, a patron. I um, actually changed I if-
1: it last time because I always say Patreon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what a Patreon is, but it's a good website. So if you go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sunrise robot um you can actually get your name mentioned in episodes and get on the credits on our website as a supporter which is a nice to see so with that special thanks to bruce edwards and andreas longa for being rock star supporters of sunrise robot and uh, we've got a bunch of other podcasts on sunrise robot so if you're interested in technology or tv and film or uh, other artists you can check out some of our other shows there's good stuff going on so we'll see you next week